Tom Hanks claims there's no crying in baseball. I claim it's my podcast, so I'll do what I want. I get Carly Billings to weigh in on this debate right now on Cracker Jack. Welcome to the Cracker Jack podcast, everybody. I am your host, Benton Hartley. Uh, you might remember me from the Half a Star podcast that I host with my best friend in the whole wide world, Justin Shaw, but guess what? He's not here today, and he has left me the keys to the clubhouse, and I am taking over. And so what we're going to do here on the Cracker Jack podcast is we're going to talk about baseball movies. That's right. I love baseball. I love movies. A lot of my friends love movies, but they don't necessarily love baseball. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch baseball movies together, and then we're going to talk about them, hopefully, for your amusement. And boy... Do we have a barn burner of an episode lined up for you right now? I cannot wait to get into this with our first guest. Guest host? I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. It's the first episode. We're just massaging it as we go. That's a weird thing to say, but that's fine. So let's get into it. Joining me on this journey for the first time ever is a very dear friend of mine. You might have heard her on the Half a Star podcast in our first season. You may have heard her on her own podcast called Ghosts Are Everywhere, available wherever you get your podcasts. You may have also heard her up until very recently on the streets of Charlottetown, screaming history facts at anybody who would listen in both French and English. She's multi-talented. She's multidisciplinary. She is hilarious. She is one of my best friends in the whole wide world. Please welcome to the podcast, Carly Billings. Carly, Hello, I love you. Ah! I miss you. How are you? I miss you, Ben. I'm doing way better now that I'm here with you. Holy cow. This is, uh, wow, what an intro. How do I ever live up to that? Uh, I am so excited to be here. I Well, I'm, I'm excited you're here too. And like, let's be honest, there was about 45 <laughs> minutes there that it didn't seem like this was going to happen. We had no end of technical difficulties, but it looks like we're recording. We can see each other. We can hear each other. We're having, we're having fun. We're having fun. We're doing the thing. It's shocking that two people who do podcasts pretty regularly <laughs> had such a difficult time coming together and putting our brains together. But you know, that's the magic of you and me, Ben. When yeah, we get together, things get weird. I want to just say, I think it's because clearly the two of us are the talent portions of our podcasts and the other two people that we co-host our respective podcasts with are like the production teams who are also very talented, but like, we're like the dumb, beautiful people. And like, <laughs> and so I just want to give a shout out to Justin and Cecilia for all the work they do in actually making sure that our microphones are on. <laughs> Great job, you two. Yeah. Uh, the sad part, though, is on my podcast, I'm the brains. So that's what this is. That's how you can figure out how ours goes. It's it's like this, but more. So. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So we're not course. here to talk about our other podcast. No, we're we here, don't care. We're here Who to cares? talk about baseball. And yeah, so, baseball, baby. Yeah, and so I'm really excited because... In, in the course of planning this podcast, I, I learned a few things about you that I didn't know before. And we've been friends for years. 
I know. And- it's pretty wild. Uh, considering we've been friends for years and such good friends we've lived together we like have been through it and we have so many things in common I guess that between you and I that we have so much to talk about that one of the things that we have in common that we hardly ever talk about we just don't get to it on the you know docket of things to talk about because that's basically never ending uh is baseball it's true yeah. And so I guess what I'm, I'm curious about, because this is such a new found treasure trove of information for me, is what is your relationship to this game? Yeah, uh, I really can't remember a time in my life when I didn't love or know baseball. I love it. I am big time, big fan of their work. Good job, baseball. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Uh, would recommend. Hits uh, and deep cuts. Both. Yeah, yeah. you know, both. Always. Yeah. Uh, it's it was the first sport I ever played and before I found a love for theater and the arts I mean I've always loved to like sing and be weird and do all my own stuff but before I found like a real foundational love for the arts I played a lot of sports I was a sports girl I was a little bit of a tomboy back in the day uh for a Libra girl which is really weird because I love all the pretty things but for some reason I love also love tearaway pants you know that's like a good a good happy medium for me <laughs> you know how fast you can get out of those bad boys it's getting back in that's hard uh i just i've always loved baseball yeah yeah no it's good and i'm i'm curious like okay so so you and i we have a lot of talking we, we have a lot of t- um, we have so much talking. we have so much talking yeah and we have more to do and we yeah. always will yeah um <laughs> but i'm curious like not necessarily the positions that you grew up playing but in terms of like an astrology type of situation, like uh, what position are you? Because like for me, Ooh. I'm very much a left fielder where I want to like be <laughs> out like in the field far away from the action so I can go and pick my daisies and look at my shadow and like get distracted by the planes flying overhead. Um, yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm not I'm not a social baseball player, I guess is what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. like what I, I, I would expect that you're quite the opposite that way, just from what I know about you. I mean, you would be absolutely correct. Uh, growing up, I, start, so I started playing baseball when I was four years old. It was the first thing I ever played. And I played it all the way up till high school until I started to do too much theater in the summer. And it took up too much of my time and I had to quit, uh, which is fine because I love theater more than I love baseball, maybe. But I realized I could still balance my love for baseball with my love for theater, but I couldn't balance my love for theater with my love for baseball. Sure. Uh, and I have always played always except for when i played slow pitch in high school because they didn't like me and i didn't like the game um but that's another story because sorry but slow pitch sucks yeah uh it's garbage well and it's 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 wild to me that you know the canadian women's softball team has had so much success on like the olympic stage and and sort of like Mm. nationally and internationally as a whip pitch team that They just don't like that slow pitch is still even a thing is incredible to me, you know. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's what I grew up playing with softball and, and like whip pitch, like fast, fast softball. And uh, that was what I liked and what I was good at. And then I got to high school and they're like, we have baseball. And I was like, hooray! Like, you don't have baseball in elementary, elementary school. Like, they don't organize that for you. You have to do it outside of school. And so I was like, oh my God, yeah, I can play with all these. Yeah, hooray! And then I got to the thing and they're like, oh, it's slow pitch. And I was like, 
I don't want to throw a ball in the air to hit a big rectangle board. Like, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? What are we I, doing here? I spent a summer playing uh, slow pitch um, with our mutual friends, Adam Goche and Cassinda Bulger, in fact, on the same team. Legends. And Legends. Uh, I got to say, it was my first time back on a diamond in about 10 years, probably at the time. And uh, I got to say that uh, swinging and missing on a slow pitch is perhaps the least dignified thing that has ever happened to me. It's so slow and it's so <laughs> upsetting because you're like, I'm waiting, yeah. I'm waiting. Oh, it's gone. It's like, it's like waiting for an avocado to ripen. It's like... <laughs> You gotta get it just right or else it's trash. No, it was trash all along. Although yeah. I love avocados. I hate slow pitch. Okay, so so where are you spiritually so, on a baseball diamond? Spiritually, I am what I played. I think I, I always played, uh, not when I played slow pitch because they made me play catcher and that's not for me. But I always played shortstop and pitcher. And mm. I really resonate with both of those positions so what you're saying is you've always loved the spotlight you always wanted the glory and you always wanted to be the most important player on the team that's fair okay yes have you met me have you heard this shrill voice where else would you expect me to be you want me to be in the in in right field just like hanging out choreographing dances to you can't stop the beat from hairspray because that's what i would do when they would put me in the outfield i'd stand there and go you can't stop because kids hey, we, can't we, hit the we can't bar. afford that song <laughs> like we can't afford the royalties so i just yeah i <laughs> i need to be in the center of the action because i like baseball people are like baseball so slow how do you like it i'm like what are you talking about like yeah. per, like like I, there are parts i suppose there's like in between bits but I'm like, what are you talking about? There's so much happening at any given time, at any place you look on the field. Like, I don't understand that. So I was always like, I need to be where everything is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, totally. And like, I, I very much think of baseball as theater because it, it's all about that tension and the suspense that comes from those moments between, right? If you're watching yeah. like a World Series game and you see the closing pitcher staring in at the catcher with like sweat dripping off of the, the bill of his baseball cap and you're just like, something's about to happen right now. And until he throws the ball, anything is possible. Yes. Which I think is like super exciting. It's so riveting uh, to be a part of it and even to watch it. I think it's, it really is like a piece of like dance theater almost. Like Absolutely. Just, like it's, yeah, you're right. The in-between moments are so crucial and they like really, really affect like the spectators and the players. Like I, being a pitcher, like the thing I would do, I would just like look at these girls and sometimes they'd be scary girls and I wasn't the scary girl, but sometimes I was a scary girl and they were scared of mm. me. But it's all about what you believe and how you're looking and you're just like, focus the amount of focus that goes into that sport is pretty freaking wild like i've played a lot of sports i played baseball i competitively swam i played basketball i played badminton i played uh, like everything like literally i played probably 10 sports growing up because i just liked it uh like being athletic and being having a fun time i danced uh <laughs> danced. that's a sport to a dance but baseball specifically takes I guess like performing, like acting, a lot of focused inner concentration and outer concentration because you have to know what's going on around you and what other people are doing. And also you have to be focusing on what you're doing at the same time. There's this like a, it's very interesting ways of like 
focusing and it's it, you're working on different levels at all times yeah it sort of demands a presence yeah yeah uh, yeah in a I, way that other like sports like field hockey i'm like running up and down the field like Ugh! well because the game but is constantly happening it's constantly happening and you're moving with it with baseball there's a game happening but you are also the game is that does that make sense i'm totally i'm totally with you and honestly i'm like you know, it's the first episode of this podcast and I'm already like, are we too deep into this right now? I know, for we're, this is movies and baseball. We're talking yes. so much baseball. This is years of friendship baseball not being talked about. Yeah, exactly. This is, the, this is the dam having burst. And now... We are being baseball right now, Ben. We are. The anticipation. <laughs> we, are, we are being baseball. Okay. Baseball along. So, with that being said, I would like you... The Tom Hanks to my Gina Davis. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's like disturbingly that's, true, that's actually. That's pretty true, actually. <laughs> I would like you to talk to me, and I will then talk to you as these sorts of things go, about the classic movie, oh. A League of Their Own, which I will be honest. Yes. The time that I watched it two weeks ago in preparation for this podcast was the first time I'd ever seen it amazing yeah I, and it's amazing for me i know it's a baseball movie but growing up it was never a baseball movie i watched a lot which is dumb because i'm a girl in baseball that you would think that's like the first thing i would watch but no i didn't i think i vaguely remember watching it once when i was rather young and i was like okay so girls are playing baseball i do that every summer tell me more i don't really care so it was like interesting. I thought it was funny and I thought it had a lot of baseball, but it didn't like resonate with me in a mm. way that was like incredibly moving. And maybe I just didn't see it at the right age. I didn't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, rewatching it now. And I, I like, I've seen bits of it. I know it. Like there's no crying at baseball. Like I love it. The dresses, come on, the fashion of it all. Um, <laughs> it's so great. It works on so many levels, but rewatching it, I, I was overcome with so many good emotions. I was overcome with just like pure laughter, pure joy, just weeping. Like I just had, there was so tugging on your heartstrings. It had everything that was quintessentially baseball. And I, I was, I'm obsessed with it. I love it, obviously. Um, yeah. Well, and, and like I was, it was one of those movies where I was like, yeah, okay, no crying in baseball. And it was one of those things that I was like, I know what this movie is. I don't need to watch it. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's very similar to my relationship with Field of Dreams, which is also going to be on the podcast later on, which I have also never mm -hmm. seen. And it's just one of those things where it's like, That's really I funny. love baseball and I'm not watching these yeah. movies. It, feel, it felt like I was like shortchanging myself. So I decided it was on Crave one night and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go and sit and watch this movie. And like everything about it was perfectly executed like let, let's just let's just take a step back carly and talk yes. about this movie for a second okay so the Absolutely. plot the plot of this movie essentially adds up to there is a league during world war ii where women have to basically be in charge of home front morale and so because joe dimaggio and all of these male baseball players are off fighting in world war ii all of these female baseball players have to come in and sort of pick up the slack. And so they come up with a women's baseball league, or as it's called in the movie, the girls baseball league. <laughs> yes. And, Just a couple of girls. And that's basically the plot of the movie. 
of course, there are some interesting character beats. Like the, the, the two main characters are sisters that have a sibling rivalry. Tom Hanks is in it. He's very good in it as a, as a washed up major leaguer. Um, there's some, you know, hinted at broader political issues about sexism and about women's rights and about all this kind of thing. But like, let's be real. We're talking Penny Marshall is doing this movie. We're talking oh, Gary baby. Marshall is doing this movie. Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna. Madonna, and she's so good. She's so and like this. She's this, so good. It's shocking. Was, like honestly, it was shocking because I know Madonna as a bad actor. Yeah, that's like kind of her thing. Like she's like a singer who did some acting, but she was bad at it. But she is good in this movie. Yeah, like she's the performance like, she, is good. She's incredible, and like I mean, you know, I I knew, <laughs> I primarily knew Gina Davis as Stuart Little's mom. That was primarily <laughs> how I knew Gina Davis. <laughs> God, she's so good as Stuart Little's mom. She's everyone's mom, Gina Davis. I love Gina Davis. I have an undying love for her. She's of course, yeah. yeah. And like, I like basically after the movie was over, I was left with a sort of thought of like, this movie didn't have to go as hard as it did, but it did. It did that for us. Yeah, it really like. So the thing I I found really interesting about this movie that I didn't necessarily know. So I was watching one of my favorite little ditties, uh, TV shows, Drunk History. Yep. And there's a baseball episode. And I didn't know that this movie was based on, I knew it was based on a true stories of like women in the 40s, like, like more out the home front, like taking on baseball and keeping it going. I knew all of that. But I didn't know that it was specifically based on the documentary of two sisters from Vancouver. Yo, really? Okay. Came, yeah. So there's a, there's a documentary. Um, so two sisters from Vancouver, they were called, they were called to play in the league. Uh, they played, I can't remember who they played for. It was another funny name because they give all the, yeah. all the, all the names are funny. I think I love it. It's a lot of alliteration, a lot of like just weird animals and stuff. Uh, like Millen, I don't know, something, something silly, but uh, I want to say it was like Minnesota millinery, but like that's, that's a hat. <laughs> so I don't know, something right. like that. But it was this, these two sisters uh, came down, played, blah, blah, blah. History moves on in the eighties. They have that reunion. So the whole movie just to get into the structure a little bit is it's basically a flashback so to the to the time of of when they're playing this game so it takes place in basically present day in the 80s uh when these women who have played baseball all get together to play some baseball and go to the baseball hall of fame like it's it's like to celebrate them and what they had done years ago uh and that really happened the one of the daughters one of the ladies from vancouver her son recorded these women getting together and playing baseball like it was nothing there are all these like older women these like 70 year old 60 year old however old women and they're just like cracking cracking bats like just like playing ball and they're like having a good old time and he, he creates this documentary and then penny marshall sees this documentary and she went why the heck isn't this? Why don't people know about this? Right. Because it was like a hit documentary. Because it's true. Like, people had forgotten, like, women's role had changed so drastically after the war ended. Like, women during and before the war were so much more liberated than they were post-war. Um, you know, not to get into too much of the political issues, but like... But it's very present in the movie. It's so present in yeah. the movie. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah, they make it very clear. And so I... Yeah, for such a, like, it seems like a bit of a frivolous, like, ladies playing baseball, having a nice time. It's a period piece. We love it. It's baseball, baby. 
it really hits hard. Like it has so much heart and I, I just adore it. I, I think it's really interesting because you mentioned Penny Marshall, who of course is Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. Legend. Right? Yeah. An absolute, yeah. absolute legend. And legend. her husband, Gary Marshall, is also an absolute legend or was, I suppose he's passed away, but mm-hmm. they both have, haven't they? I think so. Yeah, I think they have. I mean, yeah. if they haven't, I'll edit it out. Um, <laughs> Perfect. But like, it's just one of those things where it's like, so many people think of this movie as there's no crying in baseball, which is like this broadly comedic moment where the man gets to have this moment of being the clown and the funny guy. Whereas like the Tom Hanks character for most of this movie is absolutely reprehensible. Yeah. He's terrible. He's horrible. He has a couple of glimmering moments where he's an okay guy, but he's just like ex ball player who's riddled with alcoholism and like, a lady complex he's having a hard time and he's put in this place because there's nowhere else to put him and he's they give him this job this this shit quote-unquote shitty job in the beginning movie they're like well we'll just put him here to to have a uh, a guy to manage the team and then we'll get through it it's yeah and like the, the only it's a good thing for him yeah like the only detail that uh gary marshall's character gives him who's like the owner of the league he's like all yeah. you have to do is just come out and wave to the fans and give them a little bit of a thrill Literally, yeah. because he's this cool ex-ball player that people loved, and yeah, show up so people, other people will show up for you, basically. Yeah. Uh, and turns out he's not the draw, right? Because yeah. as it turns out, believe it or not, there are women out there who are good at baseball. Why? Who would have thought about mean? it? Like the the movie positions Gina Davis's character Dottie as this like savant of baseball, like she's incredible, yeah. right? She she like with no heart it looks as if she's no effort is exuded and she's perfect every time it's incredible yeah like the the movie opens with a baseball game in like their tiny town and uh her and yeah, her they're, sister they're like kit, they're like playing on the dairy team or yeah they're, they're they're on like so the dairy cute. team yeah. and like literally kit like the younger sister is about to go up to play to to the plate to hit uh, in the bottom of the ninth and then, like, Dottie, like, takes her aside and goes, like, don't swing at the high pitches. And, like, immediately she's, like, all over it. And then you, it cuts to, like, John Lovitz's character in the stands. And he's got a cigar. And he's just like, huh? <laughs> he's so funny. He's so funny in that part. He has such a tiny part, but it's so integral. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right the, it's right at the front. Gets you in the mood. <laughs> I, um, I, lo- I, I want to be clear that I love this movie. I think there were a few issues for me, though. Um, with it in terms of like, I guess it's a product of its time. Like for me, this movie could only have been made in 1992. Like there's something about it, I think, like, I don't, I can't really put my finger on it, but it just feels like a very sort of early 90s moment. But for me, it felt odd to have Tom Hanks's character redeemed. And it also kind of felt like the the quote unquote commissioner of the All-American Girls Baseball League is this like PR guy for this candy bar company. And like, he's the sort of guy who's like, if you don't wear our uniforms, you don't play ball, but the uniforms have skirts on them, which make it impossible to slide into a base. But then at the, at the, at the end of the movie, like Gary Marshall's character is like, well, the war's over. We don't have to have this league anymore. But then, then he comes and he fights for the league to continue. And so he becomes kind of a hero as well. Like, it's just, 
there were parts of it where I was kind of like, I guess that's a product of the time of the setting of the movie. But like, I, I was just kind of, it felt very still like they were trying to put in as many sort of heroic male characters as possible. I don't know. Yeah, I I fully agree with you. The biggest problem I have with the movie is that for a baseball movie, the first sport they show is a basketball game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a game of, a game of hooks, hoops, 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 a game of pickup. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Well, but that, the... yeah, that's Donnie's grandson's playing <laughs> yeah. it, right? Yeah, and I, I love playing that... out in the out in the yard. Yeah. I love that moment where she goes to the older kid and she's like, "Hey, your yeah! brother, your brother's a lot smaller than you. Go easy on him." And easy then to the with him. yeah, and then like to the younger kid, she just goes, "Destroy him." Yeah, she's like, "Give him hell," and he's like, "Yeah, it's so cute and such good advice." No, I fully agree with you in that. I don't know why there needed to be so many redeemed men in this movie. Uh, considering the majority of the movie is, is not for the men. It's not about the men. Um, if I were like promoting this movie personally, say I was a PR person in the 90s, like, we got, we got this movie on the docket. I'm not about to assume that men are going to make up most of the audience. I'm about to assume that baseball lovers and mostly women and families are probably going to make up the majority of the audience. I wouldn't think that it's just like a guy's thing. You know, like, like typically male, like, it, that's not the draw. That's not for them necessarily. It's not yeah. a story for them. But I, I don't know. I just, I don't, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know why so many of the men had to end up being like, oh, it's okay that you're kind of shitty. Like, it is a very 90s nostalgia in that way. And it was, like, it was sort of a similar thing to me. It was, like, almost like the implied romantic story between, like, uh, Tom Hanks and Gina Davis's character. I was yeah. kind of like, they were they were gonna get it on. Well, they were. Like, I was like really weren't. worried. I was really worried because I hadn't seen the movie before and I had no idea how it ended. And I forgot yeah. that I saw Bill Pullman's name in the opening credits. <laughs> I love. Oh, can we talk about Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman is the legend. Dad from Casper. I'm in love with Bill Pullman. I always He's, have been. He love is him. like absolute daddy yeah. in this movie. So, in he Casper. shows up in his little uniform. Yeah. Oh, it's so and he's, adorable. And he's just like, yeah. hello, Dorothy. And you're just oh. like, yeah. And then, then all your fears about her getting with Tom Hanks are out the window. Well, so yeah, and so like oh, there was great. that scene where the where the telegram comes in from the war office, and oh. I was like, oh, are they gonna go there? Yeah. Is is like is Dottie's husband gonna die, and then she shacks up with Tom Hanks at the end of this thing? Is that the direction they're gonna take with this? <laughs> are and they like, really gonna do that to us? I was like so glad that they didn't. <laughs> but like, wow. yeah, it was. It really could have gone that way. No, it just was so so wild uh, yeah the, it, it's so funny it's it's such an interesting movie without the romantic storylines but they still felt the need to like hint at them like drop it in there for like the i don't know the like middle-aged suburban moms like i don't i don't know what the who that's for you know that's, i that's like it i'm not i just yeah, don't know what it's for that's really interesting because it's like they they couldn't trust that a story about women playing baseball would a be interesting to men without redeemed male characters but also couldn't be interesting to women without a love story in it exactly and so at the point yeah. at that point you kind of have to ask yourself like who are you making this movie for then that's the thing i really thinking about it i don't know who this movie is for i always thought it was for like maybe young girls but i saw it as a young girl and it didn't resonate with me right and i hardly remember it like i remember the bits that are important i guess like the parts that everyone knows but Rewatching it, I was like, "No, this movie is more for me now than than it ever was for me growing up." Which is weird because you'd think that like 
a women empowerment story, a young women empowerment story would be for young women, mm -hmm. but I'm not necessarily sure that that is what they ended up achieving. Um, with, okay. with including all these things. I don't know. So what do you think they achieved then? I think they just achieved a good ass movie that appeals to a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. I agree with you. And I think this is one of those cases where like, I have to turn off my English lit major brain <laughs> yeah. and like stop looking for outside significance and just appreciate that. It's a really good friggin' story yeah. told really well. The lens they told it through, I think it just really like speaks to a lot of people and I think, yeah, the little bits that, like, maybe don't resonate with either of us are just not for, like, they're not a part of the story. If I were making this movie, it's probably a part of the story I wouldn't include. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not valued and valuable. Well, and that, that's sort of what I mean about, like, I think it could only have been made in 1992. Because if you make, totally. if you make a League of Their Own in 2020... You know, you, you, you bring out this movie and then all of a sudden everyone's talking about like, well, where's the Bechdel test? Like, yeah. you know, why is Tom Hanks given this moment to like <laughs> redeem himself? Like why, you know, all of these, all yeah. of these questions that we're asking, I mean, we're asking them from a lens that didn't exist when the movie was made or was much less prominent, I, I suppose you could say when the movie was made. Yeah. People, people were just looking for a feel good time. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah. But to learn something, to be informed, uh, and to share in something bigger than themselves, but then also, like, in the end, it is just to, ha like, have a nice time. It's, a like, a good baseball time, you know? Yeah. And, like, I'm just, I, I just want to say one more thing about the end of the movie, or actually the frame of the movie, so the beginning and the yeah. end. Mm -hmm. um, it's shocking to me. Like, I don't know if there's an Oscar for casting director but there absolutely should be for this movie. Like it should win every year because the present day version of those women were cast. Like, like I thought, I thought it was Gina Davis in makeup. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Okay. I, I went back and forth and I didn't want to look it up because I, I was hoping you would know. Yeah. That's wild. It was incredibly good. All of them too. All of it's, the women. And you just look yeah. at them and you're just like, well, that's her. That's her. Yeah, that's you can her. Tell. That's her. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah it, it, like, the casting in that movie in general, the casting, incredible. Yeah. Everybody, and, sh everybody shines and nobody overpowers anybody and it's an incredible. Yeah, and it's, it's, just one, like, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's, it's a baseball movie that can be enjoyable to everybody. And I think that's something worth celebrating because if I'm like, hey, let's watch Moneyball, everyone's like well i guess i can have a two-hour nap then they're like unless i love jonah hill i'm not into it right exactly <laughs> and even even that's like a jonah hill role yeah. that's not a jonah hill role no it's it's his problem yeah i yeah. didn't watch all of it and i love jonah hill so <laughs> yeah and like saying something and like to me it's like yeah the baseball looks like baseball because you see a lot of these sports movies like like i mean this is not fair but like air bud for example is not a basketball <laughs> movie but like it's even a dog movie it's yeah a dog like, for dogs. like space jam or like yeah. any of these like sports movies very rarely get the sport right but yeah. the baseball of it felt truthful and like the um there's always something so poetic about a baseball diamond when the game's on and the lights are on and stuff and they really captured that for me the excitement of being there, being in the seats. Like, yeah. 
And like they really got like yeah. they really got the moment between the batter and the pitcher right too in terms of like that tension that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, that slow down. It's yeah. very it's not like weirdly cinematic where it's like cheesy, mm-hmm. but it is very like there's a tension there and it's telling a story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean I guess what all I can say about it is uh, you know, I'll give it three strikes. That's what I'm gonna do. That is that is our rating system. Okay. I think it's a, I think it's a home run. Oh, okay. So we've got we've got three strikes and one home run. Uh, we will work out the conversion rate as we go. I, I'd say three strikes. Three strikes. Yeah, three out of three. Equivalent to a home run. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, well, Carly, thank you so much uh, for popping on the podcast. Uh, ben, I think thank you, really, you. You really got us uh, started. Uh, we, we really started us off on the right foot. I would dare say that it was a one, two, three, top of the first. <laughs> it's baseball, baby! It's baseball, baby! I really hope that if you're listening to this and you don't understand or care about baseball... Well, first of all, what are you doing here? But second first of, of all, all, I'm glad you made it here. I'm not sure how you did. Yeah, Carly just you. barely did. So it's, <laughs> I I'm barely glad that you're made here. It. Yeah, so hooray for you. <laughs> but I also hope uh, that uh, this technical babble that Carly and I are going on about isn't uh, too much for you. Um, we'll, I'll try to tone it down in further episodes. Um, so Carly, uh, Ghosts Are Everywhere is available everywhere. That you yeah, baby, your it's available where ghosts are, which is everywhere. So <laughs> search us, search us on the internet, we'll come up, you know. Um, and what can people expect when they listen to this podcast? Um, so basically, a uh, little rundown. It's a spooky comedy podcast uh, that I co-host with my best friend, Cecilia. There's an excellent episode featuring the one, the only Ben Hartley and uh, cohort, our good friend, Justin Shaw. Uh, there's a great little crossover episode on, on our podcast as well. So that's a little, a good little spot to jump in. If you like, we have guests sometimes, sometimes we don't usually we tell stories about ghosts. Sometimes we don't, but almost always there's at least one ghost and there's a lot of laughs. So, and I will say, uh, while they do have as much fun on that podcast as Carly and I just had doing this one, it is much more professional than this one is. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> wow that's thank you that's that's high praise it's, it's a low it, it's bar a but it is a bar nonetheless <laughs> uh anyway this has been an episode of cracker jack podcast i want to thank carly so much for uh popping on and having uh, having a chat about a great movie a league of their own it is available for streaming in canada on crave tv or you can try to find it on the uh, itunes store or youtube or google play or something like that highly give it a watch it got six out of six strikes from us yeah so uh, so many strikes you know just support madonna's acting career people yes and also one quick thing before we go i have to say i always thought growing up maybe i would be the gina davis character of this movie uh you think i'm the tom hanks character of this movie which is kind of true but mostly i think i'm the rosie o'donnell of this movie hard agree on that one (laughs) that is an automatic retweet though i was just like I was like, literally, it was like, um, it was like Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell's characters, uh, like, were introduced in the movie. And I was like, oh, it's Carly and Marissa. Oh my God, it's... Shout out to oh Marissa God. Dashney. I hope yes, she Marissa Dashney. M Dash, we love you so much. <laughs> and also, yeah, that's us. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I love you, Carly. I miss you so much. I love you, uh, I hope I to do this you. in person someday. Yes, um, we will someday. And you know what? I love you and miss you too, listener. 
I hope that we can do this in person one day too. Some peanuts and crackers, Jack. I don't care.